Good morning and welcome to Canning's On The Couch podcast. I'm Susie Reinhart, a director in the Canning's team. And today I'll be chatting to Craig Holland, my fellow director, about the most recent reporting season, some of the learnings, and what we think companies should be thinking about as they prepare for their AGMs or result reporting in the lead up to December. Craig, we've seen COVID has had a huge impact on the economy and wide ranging impacts on corporate earnings. Comsec has reported that aggregate earnings were down 38% this year. Looking ahead, what are the top four things companies should be thinking about as we head into AGM season and reporting for those that have a September year end? Hi, Susie, and thanks for that introduction. Certainly has been an interesting reporting season. And as we head towards uh, AGMs and for companies who are yet to report this year, there's probably four main reporting considerations that they should be keeping in mind. Firstly, as expected, there's been a lot of interest in the impacts of COVID-19 on a company's financials, strategy and its people. Secondly, many companies have pulled guidance, leaving investors with a much more challenging um, job of forecasting future earnings. JobKeeper has been a point of interest and has at times been controversial. And finally, dividends were significantly lower for most companies this year, and it's important that the, that companies get that dividend story right. Yes, indeed. And if we drill down into some of those in terms of reporting on the impacts of COVID-19, what, what are investors looking for there, Craig? Oh, look, Susie, I think there's probably four main things. That it's, whilst it's difficult to um, determine precisely the COVID impact, companies should continue to provide as much information as they can to allow an investor to distinguish underlying business and industry trends from the impacts of the pandemic. In some cases, companies have reported quarterly trends for the June half year just to show this. Um, it's also important to clearly articulate the strategic response to COVID and how this is influencing the longer-term strategy for a company and the risks that COVID-19 brings. Uh, how, additionally, how uh, a company is looking after its people should be well covered in commentary, as well as its approach to management of this important resource and balancing short-term profitability with the longer term. And of course, there is and will remain a heightened level of interest in balance sheet strength and the level of debt. Now, we spoke on a previous podcast about what investors would like to see if a company could not provide guidance. And I think it definitely still applies to those looking to provide a trading update at AGM. What, what, what's the guidance here, Craig, um, in terms of what companies can do to, to give investors uh, some line of sight in terms of future earnings? Yeah, thanks, Susie. I think, look, the, the, the level of uncertainty will continue for some time to come, I suspect, and investors and analysts will always look for markers to guide their forecasts for future earnings. Uh, so, so I say at, um, at upcoming AGMs, investors will want to see a first quarter trading update. Um, and for companies yet to report, um, th th they'll be looking for a detailed um, commentary on trading performance since reporting date. Yeah, yeah. And we certainly saw many of our clients do that in the, the August reporting period. Now, um, a contentious area, I guess, um, looking back at reporting season was um, companies receiving JobKeeper payments. What were the lessons there, Craig, from the reporting period? Um, look, JobKeeper came under scrutiny from probably two perspectives. First, in terms of the impact on 
financial outcomes for a company, and second, in terms of how they were used, those subsidies. Um, there are also a number of examples of where JobKeeper support was received and results were actually stronger than had been anticipated. Um, and this got the attention of the media, particularly where dividends or executive bonuses were paid. And there was a perception that these bonuses or, or um, dividends were funded by government subsidies. And at times, these, um, these, uh, th th these situations got called dividend keeper rather than job keeper. Um, I guess transparent reporting of government support is critical. And companies just need to keep all of um, those factors in mind when they are thinking about dividend policy and how they set executive remuneration. Yes, and certainly something to keep in mind for those companies preparing for their ADMs and um, voting on their executive remuneration reports. Lastly, Craig, what about dividends? We know many investors, particularly retail investors, rely on dividends as the main source of income. Uh, what should companies be thinking about in their messaging um, in, in this area? Yeah, reduced dividends are never popular with investors, but given the environment and the uncertainty and the outlook, um, investors have been largely have largely accepted the need to reduce or not pay dividends this year to preserve capital. Um, but as we move into AGM season, that, there'll be continued interest in what companies are saying in terms of outlook statements and what that what might mean for future dividend payments. Um, I, I guess the board just really needs to have a clear message on how they determined the 2020 dividend and what will guide their views for future dividend payments. Thanks, Craig. Well, that concludes our latest Cannings um, on the Couch podcast. Thanks for listening in today and look forward to you joining us next time.